This is a tripod broadcast. You're listening to Barnhill Outdoors Podcast. Just three average, raw, relatable hunters sharing tactics, tips, and stories. No scripts. So just sit back and enjoy the reliving of outdoor memories and their pursuit for a new adventure. The beginning of the promised land. Yeah. The appetizer of the big meal. The appetizer has started. And what a better appetizer than a dove wrapped in bacon with Mm. some cream cheese. Smoked. Smoked on the grill. That sounds amazing. But we'll have to actually kill doves Monday so that can happen. Mm -hmm. Which is the plan. The plan is to go dove hunting on Monday on a property that we lease... About 80 acres. Yeah, it's got some corn and beans on it, so we'll try to get in between them and see if we can shoot a few. Now, did we say that they're cutting silage? No. Oh, I thought you said that in your text. No, I said I may have a field up there that is cut silage that we may be able to hunt. Oh, Not our property. Gotcha. Uh, Separate property. But it's in the general area? It's in that area, yes. Okay. Yes, in general area. The general area. <laughs> Generalization. So we'll see. I'm going to find out tomorrow probably if we're going to be able to do it or not. But first, this is Barnhill Outdoors Podcast, everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's still kind of a work in progress, but... Yeah, we're uh, we're not there yet as far as we don't have everything completed. But Not we're, completed, but we're getting there. We are yes. continually working on that. I guess you could say this is our first official episode under the... The Barnhill Outdoors banner. That is true. So is this episode one or episode... Let's not confuse anybody. Yeah, Let's just say it's, it's episode just... freaking one. <laughs> Instead of zero, 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 one. Okay. It's episode one of the Barnhill Outdoors universe. So it's like season two almost, even though... I I guess it could be. It's the new season of hunting. Yeah. I mean, if we're starting yeah, I guess, fresh this yeah, September. I guess that's an interesting analogy. Except 2020 had turkey season already. Yeah, but it's under the hooked on hunt. Those episodes don't disappear. They're just no. we're just going with the new new logo, new name. That's the only difference. So if mm-hmm. we want to keep the episode count, we can. Yeah, like I say, we don't want to confuse everybody too much. Right. It's just this is the first one in with the new name and new logo that we're going to be putting up. And we're posting it all over Instagram, all yep. over the place. All of our 250 followers. Better than nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. better than negative 250. Speaking of dove hunting, go back to that real quick. I went two days ago, I think, yeah, to um, public ground, and it was terrible. Did so you see anything? I saw a couple, but when we first get there, we finally found the sunflower field. Because I saw a hunter walking into this field, so I wanted to go check it out. Sure enough, that was a sunflower field. And there's only one on this whole property, 6,000 acres. <laughs> and and one they planted field. a seven-acre field of sunflowers. That was it, according to the website, anyway. Well, I think deer is probably their main focus. Uh, clearly. So we get there. I, we get ready to get out there, and I noticed a sign that said, No toxic shot allowed, which means no lead. Right. And all I had in my bag at the time was lead. 
So we had to turn around and drive all the way 30 minutes out of our way to go buy Steel Shot. <laughs> nice. 30 minutes back. And so an hour later we get up and there's a lot more hunters now in that field than there was when we got there. Hmm. So we, we do get we do go out into that field for a little while and we get set up for a bit. Don't see much going on. Previously I saw another field that was connected between a cut, looked like cut uh, hay field and some standing corn. So I'm like, yeah, let's get out of here. I don't, there's gonna be more people coming in. I don't want to be around a bunch of people. So we get out, move to this other field, which actually backs up to that sunflower field right. separated by a draw. And we hear probably 20 shots in that sunflower field for the remainder of the evening. And we don't see like maybe two doves. <laughs> so hmm. we should have stayed there. I, I, it's funny that, uh, you're, I was watching another YouTuber's video of his opening day dove hunt this year, and he was hunting public, and he was talking about how there's so many hunters that just popped out of nowhere, and it's kind of comical. He shoots at a dove, and he missed, and it flies down the line, and you hear, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody had to kill that dove. Like, that thing didn't have a chance. That's how it was. There, I mean, it was 20 shots probably total, but it was in spurts of probably four to six shots at a time. So, like, mm-hmm. you'd hear boom, 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 boom. Yeah, this one's on, like, down a war zone like really? that. And it had to have been that one dove just flying down the line, and yeah. every hunter there just, just, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't super into it, but next time I'll know to stay in the sunflowers, I think, just because you can actually yeah. maybe get a chance at I think uh, now that you've mentioned it, in the future if we do public – we should just know to bring steel shot. Cause I was going to say, last time we went out to that sunflower field that we went to, we had to have steel shot. Yeah. And yeah, that which, was in my uh, pouch when I was doing my inventory today. Yeah. I, I knew that one would be, one, because it was clearly posted, like on the website, I'm pretty sure. Um, this place wasn't. They didn't have any indication, even because you had to sign in. Like, you had to sign in and fill out your, you know, your information just to even hunt. And you had to keep like this little tag on you. Nowhere did it say anything about that. But that place was by the river, so I, I figured that was going to be the case. This place was not, so I did not think it was. Mm-hmm. And we hunted a public yeah, ground last year that didn't require it. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't know. But we definitely did not hunt with lead. We went an hour out of our way to go buy steel shot. <laughs> Winchester uh, shot number four, three inch to be exact. <laughs> three inch? That's all I could find. <laughs> Found a farm and home store that there wouldn't be much left. Twelve bucks a box. It was almost thirteen actually. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could all I could do. But yeah, well, I guess you you did it legal, so I went completely legal, and now I have an extra box for North Dakota. There you go, <laughs> man. I'm, I, that's the trip that I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to. I uh, think that's another reason why I've been watching a lot of duck hunting. It's just like. This year feels like the duck year for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching some North Dakota videos after the last podcast just because I was getting excited about it. And there was a, there was a group uh, group of guys from Texas. I think it was called Dr. Duck. And they did the same thing. They drove up there, scouted for a couple of days, finally got into them. And it just it's it looked exactly like how I envisioned what Patrick was going through last year when they got on the ducks so that was pretty neat to watch yeah. that's that's gonna be 
for me, the highlight of the year, I think. Unless I just kill a monster buck. I mean, that's always going to be a highlight. Yeah. But as far as the hunting season I'm looking forward to, this is that, that duck hunting is like top of my list. Because it's, it's, for me, I feel like it's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime duck hunt. Like, I'm going to have deer hunting for as long as I'm physically able and as long as I have a property to hunt on. But the duck hunt, that's going to be truly once-in-a-lifetime, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And maybe so epic that we decide to do it every other year or something, too. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how my wife will handle that. She's she's like, you're going to be gone for a whole week. I'm like, I know. It's better than two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's better than a year. <laughs> yeah. That was a fear for Rick for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But, but So with our hunt coming up on Monday, Dove Hunt, is there, you guys want to talk about maybe a loadout? Maybe people that don't know a whole lot, like what do you guys bring and what have you found effect? I don't know if we've talked about this or not in past episodes. I don't think we have really. Not, not as far not as what we're no, dove no. hunting. Yeah. Yeah. So just some background for dove hunting for us. Labor Day, which is this weekend, Labor Day weekend, is when we normally do our annual dove hunt. And things are a little off this year. Um, we normally go to a family member's house and he's not doing so well health-wise so we're not able to gather his place like we normally do to do our dove hunt but anyway we're going to try to keep some of that tradition mm-hmm. but are you talking about like tactics yeah I gear. Mean, like, well i was thinking gear first and then yeah. we could maybe briefly talk about tactics okay or at well, least what we do to <laughs> dove hunting is very simple for me <laughs> lawn chair and a shotgun some shells you know it's a well, good conversation I mean, yeah yeah good conversation <laughs> Like what, I mean, I mean, I use a 12 gauge is what I'm using. Yeah. Uh, pump 870 for Dove. Yeah. Uh, I, I bring, I bring my mostly retired shotgun named Susie 870. Uh, she comes out of retirement, I guess, during Dove that, that weekend and she goes back in. That's week. <laughs> I'm using a three and a half inch 10 gauge. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> three and a half inch 10 gauge. Uh, what, what size shells do you use? Oh, just your standard two and three quarter or whatever. That's seven and a half, eight. Yeah, shot. whatever. I find yeah, a Walmart a half, for a brick, you know, or eight. Yeah, yeah. I usually stock a pile of my shells. I, I average about a thousand a year. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of lay it off a little, you know, because <laughs> now I just have boxes of them laying around that they never get used. So, I was uh, just texted you guys this morning, going, man, I don't know where my uh, uh, my bird shot went, and then I got home today after a hangout and. There they are on top of my uh, gun case where I left them. Two full bricks. <laughs> yeah. Seven and a half shot. So, uh, so we all use 12 gauges. Uh, again, seven and a half shot. As far as gear goes, what do you guys, anything specific, special? Uh, currently, I have a full choke in my gun from turkey season, but I'll probably change it to a modified. Yeah. Is what I'm going to go with. I've had my full choke in my gun for so long. I'm pretty sure it's welded into the gun <laughs> for my turkey. I just I've never taken it out mm-hmm. since then. And yeah. you know, you're you gotta. It helps you with your aim because right. you gotta be yeah, a little be more on. precise. Not not that it's impossible or that much more difficult, but I mean, you're shooting a tighter pattern at a bird that's mm-hmm. flying. You know, I don't know how fast they go, but. We'll say 80 miles an hour. No, I don't think it's no. that fast. I would guess about 40 to 50. I would say 35 or 40. Yeah. 
What about you? What so? Uh, I typically use improved cylinder. Improved. Uh, I, I think I, I I switch between that and modified, but I I don't have the improved cylinder in my shotgun right now because I looked at my chokes today, so I'm not really sure what's in old Edna right now. <laughs> you haven't seen your gun in like three I'm, years. Yeah, I haven't seen old Edna for a while. Is old? Do you have old Edna, or do I still have old? I think Edna? you still have old Edna. Yeah, I think I do too. And if so you guys are wondering, we name our shotguns, and we've. Uh, so yeah, I've named my 870 Express uh, Old Edna, and I've been using that since 2005 or <laughs> right abouts. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure even earlier. I've had... I know my dad had it. Uh, he's actually right over there, Wave Senior, Daddy Senior, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. So I think he used it. I don't I don't know when he bought that gun, but so he was using it, and then you just yeah. inherited it as you got yeah. older. Because he bought a Verona, I think, right there, made by Benelli, I think. So, yeah. But yeah, I, so I use old Edna typically. I did get a uh, Mossberg 535 for a Christmas gift a few years ago. So I'm thinking about bringing it out just to kind of get her back into the uh, the hunting spirit before we go on our duck hunt. <laughs> I don't, I haven't named that one yet, have I? I don't think I, don't I think have. So. I've still been trying to think of a good name for it. Well, maybe allow it. To take it on the duck hunt, yes. kind of like your brother last year, Pat, right. he said, because I said, Are you, have you named your new shotgun because he's got it what, in August? And he's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna see how it plays out. And then mm-hmm. he ended up naming it Penny after killing a pintail. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm, so it was okay. just a more natural. Yeah. yeah. We'll let it happen. My 870's name is Oshila. I like the song. I don't know Oshia. why. Oshia. <laughs> Mine's Susie after ducks, even though I never duck hunted at that time. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I just just sounded right. Yeah. yeah. Now, as far as gear goes, I typically just wear. It's not nothing special. Just a pair of camo pants, a t-shirt, camo t-shirt, and then a vest. Yeah. And yeah. I get a game vest. A game vest. Yeah, that's big. I mean, that's. What's yeah. special about my lawn chair? Since we're talking about gear. Yeah, I was about ready to get that did. Oh. No. Go ahead. Did I steal your thunder? No, no. I was gonna say I bring a dove chair. It's not very comfortable, but oh. you. <laughs> I bring. It's a camo chair, but it's a very comfortable design for bigger guys like myself. But also, on the left armrest is a big square pocket mm-hmm. designed to hold my shotgun shells very comfortably. <laughs> the box, I should say, the box of shells just sits in there, mm-hmm. tailor made. So whenever I unload at a dove. Right just there. Reach yeah. my hand you don't right have there. To, you don't have to reach all the way to the ground. Like no so pouch under mine. <laughs> yeah. No pouches, no unzipping, no reaching for bags. Just right there. Yeah. But my dovetail chair does have a does have a uh, a backrest. So that's oh, that's always that's a plus for me. Because yeah. yeah, a lot of people either bring a bucket. I know Grandpa always brought a swiveling bucket. Yeah. That's what he said. He, I didn't either. None, how he, he did uncomfortable when he sit there for a couple hours. And then I know some people just bring the little stools that don't have any back support. But what about you, Corey? Pretty much the same as that. I I tend to lean towards more like Brett, though. And I, I have a dove seat, but I also have a camouflage lawn chair. Did you get one finally? Um, it's a little different than Brett's. It doesn't sink in quite as much. It sits up a little bit higher. So it's for me, it's easier to shoot out of. But it's definitely more comfortable than the bucket. I was just informed... By Cornice Fowler, that doves fly up to 55, 55 miles an hour. 55 miles an hour. Or they can reach that speed, I guess. That's, that's, that's pretty quick. That's, pretty that's quick. really fast. So you're right. You said 40 to 50. I mean, 
I was thinking more like 30 to 40. I said 80, but, you know, that, I, I'm pretty sure I've <laughs> shot at least a few going 80. I know I have. Seems Maybe like with it. the wind, if it's really windy that day. I think I heard another statistic. I've not got my phone on me or anything, but I heard that the average hunter, like us, it's like one dub per every five shots or more. Sounds about right. That's pretty accurate. I I said one to two last, or one for every two shots last time, but it's definitely three or higher, I'm sure. Yeah, I would yeah. say. I mean, I'd say mine's about, three or four. You got to imagine, for those who've never dove hunted, it's basically shooting a half dollar size target flying through the air at 55 30, miles an hour. 30 yeah. yards, maybe. 30, some, 25, 30, 30 yards. Yeah, some maybe further. some more, yeah. And I mean, and sometimes they just, they're just there. Yeah, it's I mean. really fun. And we've been doing this for, gosh, how long? 2000, since 2002? Like, as a, oh, for, together, you yeah. know, like. That we've actually. That we've. Hunting, yeah. Actually, the first, actually, I believe the first thing an animal ever killed was a dove. And With a 410, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, snuck through uh, some corn. I think I went like three or four rows in and then snuck up. It was on a wire and shot it off the wire. I was like, <laughs> I don't know, seven maybe? Okay. I, eight. I was really, really small. We were, we were at a shot family member's house and yeah. where we always went dove hunting. And I remember you being incredibly excited. You killed yours. Very excited. I was yeah. probably sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any memory of my first dove. But I don't I either. Of Corey's first dove, which yeah. is funny. Hmm. I actually try to remember the first time. I remember either with Grandpa the most or Dad. Epic dove hunt we ever been on was 05. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the year that we were slaying them. Yeah, that was a good year. That was the only time I recall we had in a group of doves where you'd have. 20 individuals or more pretty consistently yeah. mm-hmm. and you could pick out it was it was you know, constant thing. the whole day too i yeah. remember uh so our uncle on his his side because he wasn't he's not like it's not our family last night it's our other side of his other side of the family uh his uh nephews came over and i was in the corn corn uh, field with him i remember they were so thick uh, they came right overhead so quick. We just fired from the hip, and we each got one. Like I, I remember vividly doing that, <laughs> and I, it was just that's how thick they were that day. Right, and it, it was just crazy. I'm like, pretty sure all of us we limited it out, out or yeah. got very close, very close. Everybody, I think I think we got close to 200 for that weekend. Oh, I mean, there was yeah. a lot of hunters. A lot of hunters but, yeah, it wasn't just like four. Of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of us that. Yeah, but there's there a lot of does. There's a picture lot. somewhere, and there's like a whole tailgate. There's like three stacked mm-hmm. hives, mm-hmm. and there's like three. Years, you gotta really. think we had uncles, grandparents. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, all of us siblings, cousins, cousins yeah. yeah, and then the other side, obviously. Yeah, right. and his, I was struggling yeah. to say what it was. <laughs> it was his, yeah, his, his side, his of, side family. of family. Yeah, but it was a fun weekend, and the corn was the corn was cut. I mean, it was yeah, in rows. Oh yeah, it was when great. you had that silage, it, it makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we can talk about, I guess, is the different um, crops that that draw the doves in. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. uh, sunflowers is probably number one on. The list for most people, they plant yeah. some flowers for doves. Um, but silage is probably up there, too, yeah. I think. You got all that loose corn just floating around. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that don't know what silage is, is they just basically go in and they grind up the stalks, corn, ears, everything. All of it together. And it's that's just feed for the pigs or cows or yeah. whatever. But And it leaves a lot Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of grain down, and doves love mm-hmm. it. It also helps to have some kind of wire yeah. above your. Where we hunt, we have wires that cr- come across the field, and 
those are perches for the animals so they doves and other birds come in and yeah and a water source too if they're if that's yeah. all in the same area and yeah. you have like a right like almost uh imagine a pond but like like dirt around it instead of grass like yeah. they love landing on dirt to get the water like it just it's they're very uh a fickle fickle <laughs> animal i've seen people put almost like clotheslines in their mm-hmm. sunflower yeah. fields mm-hmm. for that very reason so they have something to land on and yeah but you're right yeah they, they'll land right on the dirt right next to the the pond yeah they don't they don't go into grass like that's just like something we've learned over the year they don't really fly into grass so yeah they don't they'll they have to stay on dirt and yeah. or on which know, is yeah so if you don't have silage or you don't have sunflowers a couple of things you can look for is um cattle lots that have mm-hmm. dirt you know because they, they do like cattle lots um freshly cut hay fields can be very very good hunting you can hide behind the hay bales too if there's yeah. some hay yeah. bales that I remember are there. us doing that uh, they leave a bunch of little bits of grass you know uh grain down on the I was gonna say some dead trees too. Dead oh, trees, yeah. they like dead, dead trees. trees. They perch up on those. Um, so those are different things you can look for. If you don't have, you know, sunflowers, it's you can't kill doves. You're probably not gonna yeah. do as well. But I mean, some people do pretty well. Yeah, and when it comes to like hiding or like tactical, like where you need to be and stuff like that, I've learned as long as you're just kind of in the just. <laughs> how do you explain? It? Like, yeah, just if, you don't really if you have don't skylight really. Badly. Right. Like you can literally just set your chair right kind of on in a, front of a standing a corn. Fence, yeah, a fence and, line or yeah. you know, the tree over you. I mean it's it's not there isn't really anything tactical that you really have to do. I don't know. I've seen doves flare. Yeah, uh, they flare, but I watched like the guy I was watching the video, he literally was sitting out in the open. Right. Yeah. That's and they were I mean, killing. it's easier to shoot that way, but yeah. I think I should go like full on mummy blind and <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually, that's too much be actually an interesting because i know brett and i's corn. best hunts that we just we literally sit next to each other we'll be chatting and a couple couple doe fly by we just like literally pause our conversation boom boom yeah yeah what are you saying uh yeah, just we pick go right back. up like nothing happened <laughs> i'll be like good shot good shot you too sir you guys you guys kind of use the tactic you're talking about dead trees right? dead tree. yeah we like you dead guys trees. like to get in between so you're like you set right in between the food source Mm-hmm. And the the dead, dead trees, trees that yeah. you've watched birds consistently fly to, yeah. so that's what you guys. I know you guys. Have and we've had a lot of good years. luck that was with that. The year that we really discovered that was 2015, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's when and, we really. You know, I met up because we kind of hunt in pairs. So Ricky and I have over the years have been kind of buddy buddy. It's usually Corey and Pat that hunt together. So I met up with Rick because originally I was hunting on my own, and I heard all the shooting <laughs> from everywhere where i wasn't i saw like one or two birds so i moved and rick i finally met up with rick and he's like they're shooting over there but i've seen a lot of birds flying over this dead tree in the back corner like it's yeah a very far back, back corner, corner of the field so we're like let's let's grab no sense of just waiting for nothing to happen mm-hmm. you know so we grabbed our stuff head back down to the back of the field right on the right on the fence row and like Corey was saying there's the dead tree the area where they cut the silage and then there was a standing corn excuse me just in the middle of the field so we just p- plop up right on the fence right next to that dead tree and i mean we slayed them. yeah and that was the best like dove hunt we've had our i think personally since 05 I oh mean, it's yeah been, easily because yeah. mm-hmm. 05 since 05 it's been pretty pretty uh pretty slow slow pretty yeah. rough a few years we didn't even bother i don't think yeah we kind of stopped dove hunting for for a good 
five or six years seemed like like this I mean, that we, long. We, we went, would go, but we would we go, but not we to the really, extent of how we. Right. Yeah. yeah, we'd go like once and then. Yeah. So oh five we hit it hard. Oh six we did pretty well. But from oh seven we started. Oh seven started the downfall. Yeah. And then from oh seven to about I'd say two thousand fifteen, there was a a gap mm-hmm. where we just we didn't really hardly bother with it. Yeah. That means we only have that's that's. 2005 to 15 was 10 years. So now we just got to wait five more years to have another yeah. epic dove hunt. It's just every decade. Yeah. So we there ended up go. naming that tree the Dove Inn because dove, it yeah. was like we checked in and man, it was just like, boom, it just came over like it was crazy. And was it was it beans that year or was it corn? Corn. I think corn. It was corn. If, yeah. if it's yeah. beans, you can't hunt Dove Inn. Yeah, you got to hunt a Dove Inn. Oh, that's right. But Remember, dove. it was, yeah. so it was 15 we hunted. Because we did go down there the next year yeah. and 16 there was nothing. We, we didn't hunt. 17. It was corn again. That's the last time you and I hunted mm-hmm. Dove in. In fact, if you want to watch us hunt, <laughs> we have a video on YouTube, the 2017 Dove season. Yeah. So in that video, it's Corey and Pat on one side of the field and Rick and I on the other by Dove in. Yeah, we killed a few. Pat and I did. We didn't, I don't know, a couple apiece, I think. You if, see, I could have killed more if I could hit the broadside of a barn. Yeah, I you, I was you were struggling because you were getting pretty frustrated with yourself in that video. Yeah. But there were some birds killed on it. I mean, it's not action packed. But I mean, yeah. we make a few kills on that video. Maybe so. Monday will be more action packed yeah, video. Hoping. Hopefully, we can get you some. I haven't seen a yeah. whole lot of birds around this area, but I think the I don't know. Everyone I've talked to has said it's been a little bit of a rough year as mm. far as doves. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just although then I heard today someone was hunting uh, a town ten miles north of us, and they hunt sunflowers, and they killed their limit two oh, days in a row so go. i mean i guess i think it just depends on where you're at yeah you gotta have the conditions. right setup yeah so i don't know it's hard to say i do have some bad news um 2018 i was at her uncle's house where we dove hunt and he informed me that dove in was hit by lightning oh tree <laughs> is gone tree is no more let's have a moment of silence for dove in <laughs> And he he actually drove took me out on his side by side and we went out and sure enough it was it was just a stump just left a, stump, a black stump <laughs> a broken yeah. mangled stump there'll have to be a new hopefully another tree die soon that'll be a new <laughs> <laughs> but it was dead for years I yeah, mean it, it was it was dead for like just imagine like the Jungle Book at the ago. very end where those uh, buzzards are sitting on the, those dead burning trees or whatever oh yeah just that's what it was like. Very, very, <laughs> very descriptive. Yeah, descriptive. Yeah. So Pat and I did not hunt dead trees. We hunted. You guys were in the a, corn. We were right in the food source, or we we were hid in the standing corn. You know, obviously facing the cut corn, um, close to power lines to get those birds that come off the power lines to shoot in the air. But that's how that's how, that was our tactic. Very similar, just you know, not hunting the. The trees were hunting the wires, basically. Yeah. yeah. And granted, we, a few times when we'd be slow, I know you and I, we went behind the fence and we did walk to try yeah, to find try to They were flying up. down there, but there's all sorts of ways you can do it. Yeah. I think that's more because our legs were getting stiff. <laughs> yeah, we had to get up and move because, I mean, after a while you get bored just kind of mm-hmm. sitting there and you got to get things stirred up so they're moving yeah. around. Because they, they go in spurts almost like deer. They have, like, in the morning they're feeding, in the afternoon... If it's really hot, they don't... Yeah, they just yeah. kind of disappear, and then, like, evening time, mm-hmm. they'll start kicking back up again. Yeah. 
I just, I just know that uh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's because it's ten o'clock. I'll try to fill it in. I, I meant to ask this earlier. Uh, if somebody are wondering, like, is there any safety? Uh, like, like, do you wear yellow or orange? Like, is there anything? Oh. Uh, well, people, I mean, people like like my, they might want to do or something like that. Like, I we never had an issue. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've always communicated pretty well. It's like as long as you communicate. I mean, you're shooting in the air with shotguns, so your your threat level is pretty low. Right. I mean, you can get rained on or whatever we call it, you know. Yeah. Or the yeah, we've definitely been peppered. But, I mean, unless you're, especially with birdshot, like, unless you're hit straight on at a, you know, Two feet. <laughs> at a fairly close distance, I mean, you know, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Just, just I fine. mean, you want to try to aim 40 feet probably up, I'd say. Yeah. You know, not not a super level shot, just to be extra mm-hmm. cautious. But we yeah, try to set up in areas that we're not going to get. I know some people have probably wondered, do I wear like a an orange cap or like a vest or stuff like that? But I've, I, we've never really done that with dove hunting. No, and it's never been required. Maybe if the little one's coming with us, you know, yeah. we'll put yeah, orange you, on them. But but orange, I mean, the birds, they're not like deer. They they see color mm-hmm. like we do. So right. if you wear orange, you're going to be like. Going flare. <laughs> Extra obvious. So, since we're still on the topic, what are some of your favorite dove memories, dove hunting memories? Like, is there a specific moment? I would like to go first, if that's okay. Yep, go ahead, Rick. You probably know what I'm going to talk about, but we mentioned this last week. We talked about Iron Dove. And yeah, get and some background story on that. Yeah, so Iron Dove is the most interesting, <laughs> most interesting sequence of events I've ever been part of. We were at the we were at the same place at the Dove Inn, and I kid you not, this dove flies in probably I don't know thirty feet above our heads, coming from left to right, and I take a pop at it, and it immediately falls. First shot falls on the ground, and I'm yeah. like, oh, good shot. And Brett's like, good shot, man. Comes into the the field right in front of us, maybe forty yards away. I get up excited, and I kid you not, that sucker flies back up, and he takes off to my right. I shoot him again, and, and we see feathers, yeah, right? Like, I'm not lying when no, I say he, this. He, we, what we call feathered him when he's shooting, all you see is feathers pop out like a balloon on nose. You know, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like so he goes, he goes down. I'm like, I look back at Brad. I'm like, okay, he flies down. Does he come back around and come down like back towards the left? This the first time he jumped up. Yeah, and after I shot him the second time. Oh, so he didn't really. You shot him the second time, he feathered, he went down again. That's what I'm saying. Did he, I'm saying before he fell down, did he come back around? Because I'm trying to remember where we were at. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Anyways. I just know that he dropped again, and you went to go pick him up. For the second time, Yeah. and he flies He again. jumps up again. He jumps up again and flies away. And I shot him a third time, and that <laughs> brought him down. Yeah, the third shot sure. was the final button. And we saw feathers again on the third shot. Every time, because when I shot him the first time, you know when a bird, yeah, like when right. you get him he, that. He folded, he He cut. folded, yeah, he folded. And then he gets up twice after that. I don't <laughs> know, it was. The second, the first time kind of makes sense. You, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know how well you hit him. But that second shot, the second, the first time, or the second time he fell. Yeah, it was crazy. And the amount of feathers that came out of that bird, that should have been the end. But the fact that he jumped up again after that. That's why he earned his name Iron Dove, Iron and Dove. we gave him a uh, you know a moment of silence, and we've re- we have a, a mad respect for uh, 
for so, Iron Dove. For Iron Dove these, to this day. His and memory will live him. on in our <laughs> stories. It was crazy, though. I've never seen it. Anything like it. Hmm. Corey, do you have a, a story? Well, I mean, I think it's more of a generalization or, you know, an overall experience of just the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's better when there's a lot of duffs flying and the shooting, right. but I think it's just uh, the camaraderie more than anything for me. I mean, yep. yeah. I, I vividly remember in 2015 hunting with Dad up against that. We are hunting right next to this power line facing out with the power line above her head, like at her back. And there was doves flying over that were really far out there. And at this point, we were just kind of goofing because we'd already killed <laughs> quite a few. And we're just popping shots off at doves that we would normally take shots at. And eventually, we started hitting them pretty far out there. It was you getting your impressive. practice in. Yeah, I mean, some of them were, were really far out there. So that was a lot of fun. If I was to list a specific memory, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast or not yet, but I think it was 2007, I want to say. And they cut silage and they left standing corn in the middle. And Ricky and I went two rows back. We were just standing there and just yakking like we always do. And I think I would say about three or four birds land in front of us. And Ricky was like, (laughs) (laughs) he was like, Let's execute these guys like Civil, we did War, style. Civil War style. So he was like, ready. And so we put our guns to our side. He's like, aim. So we aim. And he's like, shouts fire. And we shoot. And we, we hit all of them. We hit all four birds. And But one of them started flopping. And, and, and my instinct is to go out and finish him off or just grab him or whatever. But before I can even step out of the corn, Ricky's like, bah! I mean, and these birds were pretty close. <laughs> that, that poor bird was like just nothing after that. I was that was insane. That that's a memory that I. That just, was my Civil War phase when yeah. I was really really interested in yeah. Civil War tactics. <laughs> yeah, I just remember him counting. We were pretty loud. It wasn't like we were quiet. He was shouting, "Ready, aim, fire!" Yeah, we did it uh, with the uh, with the inflection. Ready? Yeah, yeah that's what aim. I mean. You're like, fire! Of course, we both shoot, and, you know, I think we shot one, maybe one or two times in a row. Yeah, I think we... I know we knocked all those... Every bird that was landed in front of us, we killed all of them. But one of them really got killed. I think he started <laughs> flopping off, so we had to... Well, I was, pretty... I, we could have easily walked out there right, and yeah. grabbed him, but... <laughs> I think it's funny when you're sitting there, just kind of looking in the sky, scanning back and forth, and then you hear someone say... There's a dover on her left, on her right, and you're looking. You're looking to your right. You look to your left. You look to your right. You you can't find the bird. And then as soon as you look to your left to get ready, it goes on your right <laughs> shoulder. Or you're looking right and it goes over your left shoulder and you bird can't turn head. around. Yeah. I also love like bobbleheads <laughs> when we're yakking, and then like somebody catches something in the corner of their eye. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a bug, and he just reacts, and everybody shuts up. <laughs> Yeah. And gets gets into like kill Just a dragonfly, mode. sorry you guys. Don't, you don't know how many dragonflies I almost killed the other day <laughs> at that public ground. They kept popping up out of nowhere. I pulled my gun up I don't know how many times on a dragonfly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do our best to ID our birds, which is another thing yeah. that's important to be able to ID. But sometimes the kill deer, they'll fly and sometimes they fly in amongst the doves and they yeah. look at first glance, you're like you pull up and you're like, Oh crap, you know, I gotta back off. But, but anyway, yeah. 
so that's uh that's our dove hunting stories uh two more days before we get to go as a group like we said and then after that it'll be deer season starting opening day of archery season yeah we got 10 days before that so that's where we'll be looking forward to at least brett and i yeah oh what are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah rick's not as not a not into the deer well as much going as along with the, the the trend of my luck i do have a bow but uh the lines the strings were cut in the midst of I bought this bow for my brother, and there was broadheads in the in the case, case, oh, case. exposed. And at some point, <laughs> they just, in the handling, they cut the line, the strings, and yeah. I just wanted something I had to get to again. But uh, so I figured, are we gonna? We wanted to talk more about that next. Yeah, since it's closer to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it next week. That'll and, be probably our next week's episode. We'll talk fair. about. That's probably good. Because it will be, it may be before, I'm assuming it'll be before both season starts that we yeah. have another podcast. That's definitely. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that. And I think we're also going to probably discuss some upcoming elk hunting in Missouri mm-hmm. for next oh, week's yeah. episode too, yeah. which they just, this will be the first year ever. Yeah. Or at least in our, in our lifetime. Missouri. In yeah. our lifetime, yeah. Which True. is pretty elk exciting. Missouri, so. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. And we're going to try to get some guests here. I know we, we talk about this a lot, but we're we're working on it. We're getting yeah. to a point where we can get some guests. There's things in the works. We'll just Things say. in the yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, I got people that are that are willing to do it or are going to come on at some point. It's just a matter of Logistics. schedule and yeah. all that. So we'll bring those to you. All right, guys. But uh, as always, uh, go onto our Instagram and... And once Give we get that figured out, we'll, or follow. Yeah. we'll let you know what it is. Yeah, it'll it, be changed. As of right now, it's still hooked underscore... OD? OD underscore podcast. It's been so long, <laughs> I don't look yeah. at it much. Yeah, I think that's right. But it will be changed up, and we'll yeah. explain that for the on the next episode. But yeah. um, YouTube, head over there and give us a subscribe, if you would. Leave a comment under the episode and let us know what you think. Any tips for us or questions let us know now the youtube channel we will i will be changing the name here shortly so you'll be looking for barnhill outdoors very quickly yeah and just until we can kind of get this transition we could put these new episodes on the hooked on outdoors page as well right i mean that it'll be the same page right the youtube channel is not going away oh you can just change the name it's fine change the name change the image so, this. Yeah. so okay, cool. Well, never yeah. mind. <laughs> what about the? I they still look up the same thing under the tripod broadcasting, or yeah. does that change as well? Uh, I'll have to talk to okay. our guy about that, but I don't think it should change. I, I I could. Okay, so we'll let you know how that works too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so there's a lot of things that are happening as far as this transition. It's gonna take a while, I guess, for us to get it all ironed out. But we'll get it. It's coming along. Yeah, thanks with for us. Hang- yeah, thanks yeah. for hanging out with us. So, we'll see you guys next time.